everyone. Welcome back to the Earthgone Survival Guide, the podcast for all disciplines, paths, players, and game masters. With your questers, Josh and Dan, I am Dan. I am Josh. I am a frazzled Josh as we record this. <laughs> when this goes up, I will be in Indianapolis for Gen Con. We are recording this one week before Gen Con. And as is usual, I have a lot of stuff to do. Before we Josh leave. is a very full plate. Look, somebody suggested that I do a post or something about my process preparing for a convention. It's not a bad idea, but I don't really have the time to get into it right now. But as is usually the case, we are now one week out and I am still like I don't have my adventure that I'm running done yet. I do have all the pre-generated characters made. I just need to print them off. They're all made. They're all like the packets are all on my computer ready to go. I just need to print them off and put them in the the covers like I usually do so that people have a thing that they can take with them uh, and have a little souvenir of their game with me. I decided that I was like in past years, I've I've done this. I've had like the same set of characters pretty much that I've been running. This year, I decided to do something a little bit different because of where the game is set and some other things I wanted to try. I changed a couple of the characters around. For the first time, I will be having the option of a Windling Cavalryman being one of the pre-generated characters available. Nice. As well as a Tiskrang Boatman because the adventure deals with the water and river travel and... Uh, some stuff like that. So, yes, when you are, if you listen to this when it goes live, I will be in Indianapolis for Gen Con. But as of right now, I am trying to fit Gen Con prep, finishing the layout for Vesgothia, getting everything else together and in order. Uh, so, yeah, I am in typical crunch mode before the trip. So there's not enough caffeine uh, right now to keep Josh going because you do eventually need sleep. Yeah. Eventually. <laughs> So anyway, anyway, so on today's podcast, that's my life. Yeah. On today's podcast, we're not only going to cover everything Comic-Conical because Josh just laid out Comic-Con for us, uh, but we will just Gen be discussing Con, not everything. Comic-Con. Oh, sorry. Gen Conical. My fault. I'll edit that out. Uh, and then you know also Aeronautical Part 2. <laughs> no, I won't because it's funny that the other way around. Uh, because aside from all, aside from this being episode 132 if you go back to the original Sky Raider episode, Circles 1 through 8, that was episode 41. We had some huge technical difficulties on that podcast, which we announced on the podcast. Yeah. Because uh, we ended up doing our fourth take on our introduction. So just to go along in that vein, we had some problems getting this one to record as well, because it just technology is against us whenever we talk about Sky Raiders. Yeah. The technical issues this time around uh, have to do with uh, my... Internet connection being kind of bad tonight, which makes it difficult for us to do the the Skype call. We record locally and my computer is behaving fine and recording no problems. Yeah. Dan's hopefully, based on the test earlier, is also recording <laughs> fine. So the issues from the last couple of episodes should not be repeating themselves. But yes. in order to make our conversation not semi-stuttery because we have to wait for the signal to get through for the other one, I am actually uh, doing our Discord call off of my phone, <laughs> plugged in off of the cell network so that I am not fighting whatever kind of issue is going on with my home's Wi-Fi. Exactly. 
So, uh, podcast woes, podcast woes. There we are. Yeah. Anyway, on to the Sky Raider. It took long enough for us to get here, uh, but we've only got the the, uh, the Sky Raiders and the Scouts left over. That's all we have left for the discipline uh, higher circles. So, uh, yeah. let's just get down to brass tacks, shall we? As let's. they say. So, the Sky Raiders are, again, awesome, but let's get, sorry, let's get back up. Let's have Josh give us the two-minute rundown on the purpose and the place that the Sky Raider holds in the Earth Dawn canon. Sure. The Sky Raider is one of the combat disciplines, close, close combat disciplines specifically. They are based very, very strongly on Highland troll culture. And there is a lot of aspects of the Sky Raider that play into that. Although, as we discussed back in the original episode, you do not need to play a troll or even be a Crystal Raider in order to take advantage of the Sky Raider. The Sky Raider is focused very heavily on offense, on strength and ferocity and whatnot. They don't have the suite of defensive abilities that are available to the warrior or even the swordmaster to a certain extent, but they are very, very effective at bringing a lot of aggression to bear. One quick side note, the as we are recording this soon-to-be-released Vasgothia sourcebook has a Sky Raider variant included in it that takes the air stuff out of it. But it is still huh. a discipline focused very heavily on aggression and combat and that sort of thing. Fair. All right, then. So at Ninth Circle, because we are beginning at Ninth Circle here for the second half, the Sky Raiders get this beautiful little ability called the Strength of the Sky. The Adept performs an eight-hour ritual to draw on the power of storms and enhance their prowess. Each Adept's ritual is unique, often based on their training and personal philosophy. Some climb a tall peak during a violent storm, getting struck by lightning and absorbing its power. Others challenge powerful storm spirits or similar elementally aspected creatures. The ritual is often performed as the last step in becoming a warden, but may be done at any time. After the ritual, the adept takes one blood magic damage and permanently adds plus three to their strength value, therefore increasing it by an entire step. Yeah, this is nothing surprising. The... Sky Raider gets a strength boost. This is on top of whatever attribute increases they may want to sink into strength. They can get an additional plus three or a full step bonus up above. This is similar to the... Um, oh, we just did him last time. The Nethermancer gets uh, gets a very similar ability that boosts their willpower. Yeah, otherworldly willpower. Beastmasters, I think, get a similar ability that allows them to get a bonus i think it's to to um tough toughness toughness yeah yeah they get tough hide yeah this is a very similar ability take a take some blood magic and enhance a major attribute of theirs as a result yeah because when you add one to your strength step essentially uh you all of a sudden your damage increases nicely so well done. Uh, they also, at Ninth Circle, get a uh, karma boost. They can now spend a karma point on tests to intimidate or cause fear. Considering that a couple of the battlefield talents that they have outside of combat are also intimidation and fear-based, this allows them to dump even more karma into those. Yeah, nicely done. And the discipline talent at Ninth Circle is Burning Vigor. Burning Vigor does two things. One, 
it substitutes for strength for things that are not damage based, you know, actual applications of force, lifting something heavy, breaking down a door, that sort of thing. Yeah. It provides a bonus there. The other one, and perhaps the more useful thing that it does, is it provides bonus recovery tests equal to its rank, which can be used to power talents that are you that use recovery tests like Fireblood, a very notable Sky Raider talent. So this will oh, give yeah. them quite the resource pool to draw from in order to continue healing themselves during the <laughs> chaos that is combat. Exactly. On to 10th circle, the Sky Raiders now get a plus two to their original social defense number. Uh, erasing the plus one and they add a plus one to their base initiative step. So that's always nice to go a little bit more, more first for them. And the discipline talent at 10th circle is unflinching fortitude. This is the straight up bonus to wound <laughs> threshold. I mentioned the aggression and strength focus of the Sky Raider and the lack of pure defensive stuff. This is how they get through that. When you get to this point by having a lot of extra recovery tests to power things like Fireblood and increasing your wound threshold so that you don't take wounds when you do get hit. Yeah. Unflinching Fortitude is a great talent. Oh, no kidding. I uh, love, love its inclusion now. On to 11th Circle. The Sky Raiders now add a plus one to their Mystic Defense, so it's about time. Sorry. And you, uh, the Sky Raiders can now spend a Karma Point on attack tests made against an opponent suffering from a fear or intimidation effect. That ties in nicely. Again, more ways to leverage their aggressive style and gain benefits from it. One of the nice things with this ability is that it does not require the Sky Raider to have inflicted that effect themselves. So Nethermancers having cast Fear or Frighten, uh, I'm sorry, is the, the, uh, the talent name. Yeah. That works. Other fellow Sky Raiders, you need to consider the idea that they're going to be working as a group. And so you'll have other members of the raiding party that might have uh, used Battle Shout or Battle Bellow in order to inflict those status effects on enemies. So nicely done. Pretty good way to have some extra <laughs> extra karma to spend. Totally. And then the ta discipline talent at 11th Circle is Vital Strike. Vital Strike, this works really nicely in conjunction with the talent they got a couple of circles ago. Vital Strike allows the Sky Raider to spend a recovery test in order to deal an additional damage test equal to their toughness plus their rank in Vital Strike. It's ooh, considered a separate damage test, so potentially it could cause a second wound. It's reduced by mystic armor. You're basically, the Sky Raider is channeling their sort of raw life force through their weapon in order to damage their opponent even more. And they have that pool of additional recovery tests that they can use to deal that extra damage. Just stacking things here like a club oh, yeah. sandwich. And I... And I do mean club in the other sense. Like, <laughs> in the literal know, sense of the word. Hit, something you hit somebody with. Yes, club sandwich. Uh, on to 12th circle, the Sky Raiders now get a plus four to their physical defense, and they get an, an, two additional recovery tests per day. And the discipline talent there is second attack. 
Yeah, the Sky Raiders get this kind of late compared to the other combat disciplines. They do get momentum attack, which on successful rolls, high enough rolls, allows them to deal an additional or to make an additional attack roll. So the Sky Raiders don't get the multi-attack sort of extent that a warrior or swordmaster does where they get second weapon and second attack and things like that. Mm-hmm. So this does come kind of late, but it does allow them to leverage even more aggression by making additional attacks. Yeah, always good for a Sky Raider to have that. So if that's not enough for you, because by the way, as you know, at every single cir- at every single circle, you get another another talent to add on there as an option. So the warden talent options for the Sky Raider, there's a couple of them that are new to the companion. A couple of them are left over, as as Josh said about the last one. These came these kind of came in a little bit late compared to other disciplines. So air dance, impressive display, lasting impression, life check, and resist taunt. Yeah, all of these are kind of understandable why they get them. Air dance is an initiative boosting talent that's associated with elemental air, which is kind of thematic for the Sky Raider. They don't yeah. get a lot of initiative boosting talents. So if because speed is not necessarily their thing, but it could be handy to to have impressive display. Yeah. At this point, again, you're looking at making an impression. You're looking at using their natural ability and other things to make an impression. Other disciplines like the Swordmaster and the Archer and the so forth get it earlier because they have a lot much stronger social theming than the Sky Raider does, but it's kind of appropriate there. Lasting impression, again, another social talent that is worthwhile, um, fills in a little bit of their social tree there. Life check, obviously, if you've got a <laughs> character that is going to be involved in combat and doesn't have a lot of strong defenses and kind of gets mm-hmm. by by being tough and fire blood and stuff like that, there could be the possibility of them going over their death rating and life check allows them to get around that potentially. And then resist taunt, considering that you've got from Sky Raiders abilities like Battle Shout and Battle Bellow swinging around in combat, having a high circle Sky Raider have the active defense ability to potentially shake off the effects of those talents because they do target social defense is worthwhile and makes sense for them to have. Totally. So the new options, uh, to the companion, at least we can get into uh, some further detail as well. Uh, we'll do them one at a time. One, two, three, because there's five left. Lion spirit. Lion spirit is a straight up bonus to mystic and social defense against fear and intimidation. Again, given that a lot of the sky Raider thing involves throwing those around, It's a good thing to have, and a lot of disciplines get access to this, just in general, but it really makes sense as a possibility for the Sky Raider. Yeah, when you play with fear and intimidation, expect it to to come back at you, so Lion Spirit's good for that. Uh, Relentless Recovery. Relentless Recovery allows the Sky Raider to substitute Relentless Recovery for toughness when making regular recovery tests. It does not stack in conjunction with things like fire blood or other recovery test powered things. But when they're outside of combat, it does increase the rate at which they can heal damage. Nice. Uh, Resist pain. Resist pain, really straightforward. You ignore the penalties associated with 
wounds. wounds. Yeah, which goes great with unflinching fortitude. Take those at the same time. Uh, and then Storm Shield. Storm Shield. I don't know. Have we talked about this one before? I do not recall. I think this is unique to them. It might be. Anyway, it's really, really cool, but it's an optional talent because there are Sky Raiders that will not be using a shield. Yes. The Adept empowers their shield with a field of blue-white electricity. It adds the rank in Storm Shield as a bonus to any shield bash tests that are made with it. In addition to that bonus, when a close combat attack misses because of a void blow, so on a successful avoid blow test, the idea being that you are parrying or blocking with the shield, the attacker yeah. suffers damage with no armor reduction equal to the rank in Storm Shield. Nice. So it's optional because you have to have shield bash. Right. It's optional because you need to have a shield in order to use it. And Oops. you may have Sky Raiders who will be going with like a big two-handed two weapon sword. or something like that yeah. rather than using a shield. Gotcha. Understood. But yeah, that uh, that electrical... But it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, better than walking across the carpet with your socks on. So a little better than a static shock there. And the last warden option... Actually, yes. I just checked. Warriors also get access to Storm Shield as a talent option. Ah, gotcha. It's just been a long time since we yeah. got there. Fair. So last word and talent option for Sky Raiders, Vital Ward. Vital Ward is another recovery test powered ability. This one allows the character to spend a recovery test and add their rank in Vital Ward to any active defense test, avoid blow, anything like that. Yeah. It's less critical for the Sky Raider. It does work very, very well in conjunction with Burning Vigor because it gives you those recovery tests that you can use to power abilities like this. But if yeah. you are really leaning into the aggressive attack style of the Sky Raider, this may be something that you want to bypass. Absolutely. So all fantastic options and completely in along the theme of what the Sky Raider stands for. So on to 13th Circle, because we're almost going to round this one out. 13th Circle, uh, the Sky Raiders just get this beautiful, long ability called Storm Call, which I almost feel sounds like it needs to have a, a different like heavy combat accent to it. When using the aggressive attack combat option, the Adept may call down a hail of lightning to damage their enemies. The Adept takes damage equal to their wound threshold in the accompanying wound with no reduction for armor, then makes a sky weaving test and compares it to the mystic defense of each target within 10 yards. If successful, the target suffers from a damage step equal to the Adept's sky weaving step, not rank, plus wound threshold with no reduction for armor. Josh will explain that math in a minute. The Adept must rest at least 10 minutes between uses of this ability, and each subsequent use in the same day causes an additional cumulative wound to reflect the danger of channeling raw elemental fury. Once per day, during their karma ritual, the adept may designate a number of allies up to their rank in skyweaving as members of their crew. Those individuals are not affected by this ability until dawn the next day. So I like to point to this ability as the example of names are hard. Yes. In draft versions of the book while we were developing stuff while Morgan really was developing the high circle stuff this ability was just simply called big ass lightning attack <laughs> oh somebody should have called me took a while to figure out what to call this 
I would have called this just because if you go back to the movie Tombstone and Wyatt Earp is yelling at the bad guys, you called down the thunder. Now you got it. This is Call of Thunder. Yeah, for me. that's but that's Storm a, Call works, works well. Storm, too. Storm Call's good too. Yeah. Anyway, to kind of quickly go through the math on this, just as an example, they get this at 13th Circle. Presumably, they will have their sky weaving at rank 13 at that Fair. point, because yeah. why wouldn't you? <laughs> that gets added yes. to your perception, right? Because it's a weaving ability, mm-hmm. so it's perception based. Let's say typical Sky Raider probably does not have a perception step of seven. Let's say they have a perception step of six. So sure. you're looking at a step six perception plus a step thir- uh, rank 13 talent. So your total step for Sky Weaving is step 19 at that yeah. point in the example. So that's the test that you are making against the mystic defense of everybody within 10 yards. Then when you are doing the damage test, the damage test is that yeah. 19 plus the character's wound threshold. At 13th circle, they got, uh, what was it? Un- Unflinching, Unflinching fortitude. fortitude that boosts their wound threshold. Yeah. So they could very well have a wound threshold in the mid double digits as well or teens yeah so you're looking at Mm -hmm. 19 plus say another 15 the damage that's being dealt like having a damage step of 30 that is not reduced by armor in any way at the cost of suffering a wound yeah and the cumulative wounds that it deals so this the second time that you use it in a day it'll cause you two wounds the third time it'll cause you three it's potential that you can deal out a lot with this, although because of yes. the 10 minute restriction, you're not going to be using it more than once in any given combat. Yeah. But anyway, it's a big, massive lightning strike that affects everybody. And then obviously you've got the I don't want to hurt my friends with this, where you can designate <laughs> people as your crew and your crew are not harmed by this ability. Yeah. What was the original name again? Big Ass what? Big Ass Lightning Attack was the original name for it. (laughs) I'm okay with that too. I really am. So, also at 13th Circle, because good gracious, if Stormcall is not enough for you, uh, the Sky Raiders now get a plus three to their initial social defense. So they erase the plus one, plus two. They turn their karma from a a D6 to a D8. I always get that one wrong. It's been 14. I get it wrong every time. We've got one more discipline to cover. Make a post-it note (laughs) or something so that when we're doing that last one, you just have it there to read rather than having to think about it. (laughs) I always get it wrong. Um, I have to get it wrong next time just to be consistent. Anyway, they also get a plus one to their mystic armor. (laughs) And then the discipline talent to go along with Stormcall is Thunderstruck. Yeah, this is probably what... Stormcall would have been called if there wasn't already a talent called Thunderstruck. <laughs> Thunderstruck. You know, the ACDC song. Come on. Yeah, well, exactly. The adept empowers their blows with the force of the storm. A wave of thunder emanates from the attack, tossing opponents aside as leaves in the wind. Once per turn, if an attack test benefiting either from charge or downstrike is successful, opponents adjacent to the adept and their target must make a knockdown test against a difficulty number equal to the Thunderstruck step, which is rank plus strength plus the weapon size. So the bigger the weapon, the more it does. Uh, This is obviously also available to cavalrymen because it talks about charge in addition to downstrike. Yes. Nicely done. So yeah, they can definitely bring the pain at 13th circle without a doubt. 
And then, of course, there's the option they get to add onto that. So bring it. So 14 circle. Sky Raiders get a plus five to their physical defense total from the original number. And they add a plus two now to their base initiative step. And the discipline talent is Vicious Wound. Vicious Wound reduces the target's wound threshold. And then it allows the potential to deal multiple wounds from a single damage test if you hit multiples of their wound threshold. So if you reduce their wound threshold to nine and you deal 18 damage to them after armor reduction, then they actually take two wounds. There is a limit to the number of ex- of wounds that you can deal that is tied into your rank in Vicious Wound, but it's a nasty ability. I know Beastmasters get it. Pretty sure that Warriors get it as well. It is an option yeah. for Warriors. I don't know... Swordmasters get it at 14th circle, so it's a discipline talent for them. It's something that's available to a lot of close combat disciplines, just because when you get at that point, especially against more significant opponents, you're generally looking at higher wound thresholds and stuff. No kidding. So nicely done. On to 15th circle. Sky Raiders now get a plus two to their mystic defense. So if you're following along at home... Plus five physical, plus three social, plus two mystic overall. That gets them done. And at 15 circle, they also get three now additional recovery tests per day. And the discipline talent at 15 circle, blood of death's sea. Yeah. So (laughs) this is unique to Sky Raiders. It is an upgrade of sorts to fire blood. So they are... Enveloped in a corona of flame as their blood catches fire and splatters haphazardly. They must take a wound, which can only be healed through the normal process of spending a recovery test after a full night's sleep. So none of this, like, special magic to get around it. Yeah. They can then make a fire blood test as a simple action instead of a standard action, which is what it usually is, with a bonus Mm -hmm. equal to their rank in Blood of Death's Sea. They do not suffer any damage from the wound they have to take as a result of this. It just increments a wound. Now, considering that they have unflinching fortitude in an earlier circle, Mm -hmm. those wounds are not likely to actually penalize them in any way unless they're taking a lot of them. But this is, let's turn Fireblood, which has been a standard action all this time, to a simple action at the cost of a wound and provide a bonus to it. Nicely done. <laughs> Lots of flashy stuff that the Sky Raiders get, as befits them. Yes. Yeah. They're there for the flash and the flare and the onslaught. Anyway. It's not flare in the way that Swordmasters are. It is just very no. aggressively, elementally powerful. Lots of, like, lightning and fire and... Showy stuff. Yeah. Oh, that guy... Oh, uh, pyrotechnics is the term I think we were looking for. That is a great word for it, yes. <laughs> The one time I pull out a great word instead of one I made up. So onto the master talent options. Only one of them is a holdover from the player's guide, and that is Temper Flesh. The rest of them are new to the companion. Yeah, Temper Flesh is another sort of resistance type ability. It allows the user to provide bonuses that I don't recall now right off the top of my head. Hold on, I've got my player's guide right here. They add their Temper Flesh rank to their health ratings and wound threshold for one day. So nice. death and unconscious ratings and wound threshold. So they add their their rank in Temper Flesh to do that. Nice. By the time you get to 13th circle, 
you should automatically be able to add 13. <laughs> well, well, you have to pick it up first, but still. Once you buy the appropriate ranks in it, yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, build that up rather soon. So the rest of these are new to the companion and we've covered almost all of them before. In fact, we've covered all of them before, but still the Sky Raider point of view on these. Let's begin with aura armor. Aura armor, they spend their standard action, uh, make a test and get bonuses to both physical and mystic armor for a number of rounds equal to the test results. Their rank in aura armor is the bonus that they get. Again, not Defense in the sense of not getting hit, it's resistance, uh, the ability to sort of soak and absorb damage, both physical and mystic in this case. Nice. I like that. <clears throat> Champion challenge. Uh, we've talked about this a couple of times. This is the magically enforced duel where a selected individual from each side in a conflict square off uh, with some particular rules and restrictions in terms of to do so. how things interact and, and like if somebody breaks the peace or whatever. And then the yeah. winner gains bonuses and the losing side takes penalties. Fair enough. Critical hit. Critical hit is just a straight up damage adder. If you roll high enough on the attack test, you gain a bonus to your damage. Okay. Eagle eye. Eagle eye is a perception enhancing. This is available much earlier to, well, a little bit earlier to archers. Mm -hmm. It... Gives you a bonus to awareness tests to see anything that is at a distance and also negates any kind of penalties to ranged attacks based on range. It kind of makes sense where you're dealing with airships and that sort of thing that they would need to necessarily be able to see really well at a distance um, in order to spot what's going on and whatnot. Fair. Second chance. We've talked about this 13 times Ad before. Knows. We had an email about it. Nothing new to add here. <laughs> Not at all. Undermine. Undermine is a social attack. This is one that penalizes the target's social defense for the character's undermine rank in minutes. Useful for setting up things like battle shout, battle bellow, anything like that that targets the social defense. Absolutely. And the last Master Talent option, Weapon Breaker. With Weapon Breaker, you attack the opponent's weapon with the intent of breaking it, as the talent says. Yeah. <laughs> you attack as normal. If successful, you make a damage test with a bonus equal to the rank in Weapon Breaker against the higher of either the weapon's Mystic Defense or its damage step plus five. Each success on that test reduces the damage step of the weapon. If the damage is reduced to zero, then the weapon breaks non-magical weapons. Yeah. Threaded weapons and such can't be reduced below damage of one. Weapons that are not broken by this can be repaired, but it takes time. And it doesn't go away. Once it's done, that damage stays until it's fixed. And it Fair doesn't enough. work on, like, natural weapons like claws or anything like that. It has to be a, a no, manufactured weapon. Yeah, fair. So that being said, I think the Skyraider gets a massively fantastic, stupendous build-out in the latter half of their circles there. Yeah. Um, the Skyraider just gets a lot very, of... Skyraiders are great. They are. They get a lot of really flashy, <laughs> impressive 
powerful, but at a cost, talents and abilities. If I were putting together a high circle Sky Raider, looking at the master talent options, critical hit, uh, a gimme, I think. Aura armor is probably a good one because you'll want to have that enhanced armor against the sort of opponents that are going to pose a challenge to you. You're going to want to have as much armor as you can get. And then I think temper flesh is a gimme for me. That's just me. Cause yeah, temper flesh is, is a pretty decent one. That's one to consider. Second chance. Again, I've got to say, I don't find it compelling enough to go with. One thing that Sky Raiders don't get is the sort of multi-strike, multiple attack capstone ability. So they are limited in the number of attacks that they can make, which makes second chance, given the email the other day about things like Claw Frenzy or multi-strike or multi-shot, where if you use that Mm -hmm. on an earlier roll, you might end up chaining longer than you otherwise would have. I don't see that as being as critical for the Sky Raider, given the way that they approach things. Plus, second chance is is charisma-based. Well, Sky Raiders do tend to have at least moderate charismas, because things like Mm -hmm. Battle Shout and Battle Bellow are based off of it. Undermine is based off of it. But I would go, I would be looking at Critical Hit, and then pick two of Aura Armor, Temper Flesh, Undermine, or Weapon Breaker, depending on how you want to go. I would say Undermine or Weapon Breaker might be slightly below the other two in terms of priority. (laughs) But that's only because I'm thinking of the Sky Raider as a combat beast. Yes, I would be. But Undermine is good. Weapon Breaker uh, can be really, really handy because that long-term damage to a weapon could reduce the amount of damage overall that is going out, not just to the Sky Raider, but to their companions as well. And the intimidation ability that could be leveraged as a result of something like Weapon Breaker is is really, really nice. I think if you're looking at Warden options, Resist Pain is almost required, I would say, given the abilities that, that the Sky Raider has that inflict wounds. You want to reduce the impact that those have on you yeah relentless recovery is probably not super critical although it might come in handy if you're going with more of a social intimidation build impressive display could be worthwhile lasting impression could be nice if you are fighting with a shield storm shield is really really good to pick up resist taunt is a decent one i think it's so late in the progression that air dance probably wouldn't necessarily put a huge amount of emphasis on it if you're going for more of like a straight combat build it might be you know more worthwhile over like the social talents yeah yeah resist pain lion spirit you know boosting your your defense against things life check would probably be really handy vital mm-hmm. ward whether i picked that or not would depend on how things had been going in terms of how many active defenses am I actually using as a character? If you pick up Resist Taunt, you have a Void Blow earlier. Picking up Vital Ward to be able to use your Burning Vigor recovery tests to power bonuses to either of those is not a bad thing to do. So there's a lot of like solid choices. And depending on the rest of your group makeup and the the kind of approach that you're going with things, 
you could make pretty decent arguments for most of the things in that warden list. Agreed. Uh, it would be, uh, I would be very hard pressed to onesie twosie, pick those, uh, something over something else. But again, group makeup and what you've been using so far to say, this is the path I'm kind of going. You've got to pick four out of those 10. And one of the things that was tried with the talent options system was to try Mm -hmm. and make the choices interesting and or difficult in the course of that. For most of the disciplines, there are not four super obvious gimme abilities or talents that you're going to take that are clearly better than all of the others. Yeah, you don't want six fillers. Yeah, the ones that you would choose as a player of that discipline are largely going to be based on your style. Like, it is entirely acceptable and possible for a magician to not take an additional spell matrix as one of their options. Yeah. I personally think that it's a little bit (laughs) weird, but that's because when I play a spellcaster, I am doing it for the spells. It's all about the spells. It's all about the spells. And especially (laughs) when you get into the warden and master tiers, and the only way to get those additional matrices is to take them as options. Whereas you do get the, the standard and enhanced matrices for free early on and you do have the potential of thread items or or thread matrix objects and stuff like that yeah can kind of overcome it so there are even some interesting choices that you could make there but the sky raiders got a a good selection of discipline talents and abilities and then has some really interesting choices that they can make when it comes to their options i really like the high circle sky raider oh yeah i i I've never thought of making a Skyrider before. Now I really want to, just so I can use half the stuff we talked about today. And I do mean half. I would find a way to get, I'd be a human and get other options. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> versatility is a good thing. Anyway, any final thoughts on the Skyrider? Because as we said in episode 41, Skyriders are great. Skyriders are great. I mean, all of the disciplines really <clears throat> are great. But the Skyrider, if... What you want to do is turn your opponent into a smear on the deck as <laughs> aggressively as stain. possible. Again, the warrior, likewise, can be very effective at eliminating opposition and putting them down. Yeah. The cavalryman, likewise, gets a lot of damage output and can do a lot with the kit that they have when they get into higher circles. But there's just a certain something about the way the Sky Raider goes about it, that just... Chef's kiss. Yeah. (laughs) It's just wonderful. You know, it's such a strongly themed discipline. Right from the get-go, you kind of get what they're about, and everything just builds into that really, really nicely. Agreed. So, folks, if you have any questions for us, please drop us a line at edsgpodcast at gmail.com or call and leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear your voice and maybe put it on the show. Until next time, I think it is time for you to go call the storm for your legend. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>